you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, it's Tony Down. Welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT for Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. And it's been a while since I've actually done a news and healthcare IT episode, so and apologies for, you know, the weird schedule, but it's been really busy for me, so it's uh, been kind of tough keeping up with the podcast. Uh, but yeah, let's go over some of the news items for today. So so the first thing is the number of cybersecurity attacks increases during the COVID-19 crisis. So right now, you know, we're still in the COVID-19 crisis and hackers are still taking advantage of provider distractions to uh, breach the healthcare system. So the Department of Health and Human Services, they recently reported that there's been an increase in the number of cybersecurity breaches in both hospitals and healthcare provider networks, and it might be due to COVID-19. So this is between February and May of this year, which is, you know, in that time frame where COVID-19 has been uh, kind of the forefront of everything. So uh, there's been about 130 reported breaches, uh, according to HHS, and almost that's almost a 50% increase in the reported breaches during the same time last year. So there's like a number of concerns with that, like, you know, gaining control through medical devices, uh, through uh, hacking uh, during the pandemic or other things where that are contributing to these possible breaches, like temporary medical facilities being brought up and used may not have like a uh, really robust security system. So something to be aware of that's uh, currently happening. And um, yeah, the hackers are taking advantage of the healthcare industry focused on COVID-19. So speaking of COVID-19, the HHS also stipulates additional data must be submitted uh, with COVID-19 test results. So there's new guidance about standardizing the report with the intent of providing public health officials access to real-time data as they coordinate their response. So of course, you know, everyone's working on this together. So uh, everyone needs to coordinate the efforts to work on it together. So that's why this new uh, standardization of the data being submitted is uh, being pushed out now. So, uh, you know, the country right now is reopening. So the DHHS has been guiding that all the labs that are going to be submitting any data for test results for COVID-19 must adhere to specific information they request, such as demographic information like age, gender, and race, and, you know, things like that, so that, you know, this real-time data can be standardized and everyone can actually access and make meaningful use out of it um, in a timely manner. So another news I'm kind of switching gears is uh, Patient Education TV linked to the EHR. Uh, it ups one of the hospital's uh, age cap scores. So kidney and diabetic complications are also decreased 15% and all-cause readmission rates decreased 3% at the medical center at uh, Bowling Green. So what they did was they used a kind of like a a TV that would uh, allow their patients to learn information about the disease. So it's like a uh, a video education as a means of, you know, establishing standardized approaches to patient education on diabetes. So it's not different from one educator to the next. It's pretty much a standardized process that is shown on a video. So it it's like the supplement to a clinician-led teaching, and it can also enhance the retention of the information over verbal instruction or print alone. Uh, and, you know, this is ha- helping them with improving the information retention in their patients. So going back to COVID-19, so senators introduced a bill to safeguard patient data in COVID-19-related apps. So the exposure Notification Privacy Act, it requires public health officials to be involved with any exposure notification systems and prohibits commercial use of users' data. I know that's a big issue where people are concerned that uh, there's a use of personal data in commercial uses. So this is kind of like a bipartisan bill that was uh, aimed at protecting that health information for people who opt into COVID exposure notification apps. So basically, if you don't really know what this is, it's an app that will notify users of potential exposures to COVID-19 in the area. 
So whoever is like submitting themselves that, oh, they may be exposed. What the concern is, is that people may not trust this. And because they may think that this information is going to be used for nefarious purposes or for other reasonings outside of healthcare. So this bill is to kind of protect that um, safety and privacy for those uh, kind of uh, submissions. So again, with COVID-19 news, the UK government releases details of a COVID-19 data sharing deal with big tech firms after a legal action threat. So uh, the contract, uh, NHS is uh, sharing personal patient details with Microsoft, Google, Palantir, and faculty. So these were these contracts were re- released because there was a lot of scrutinizing on uh, what kind of information they are sharing with the private tech firms and uh, how that may be a breach of you know patient privacy and things like that. So uh, they're they've released it and it's going to be more of like a kind of like a reassurance that you know they're going to be ensuring the privacy, stating that you know this is essential data governance procedures and established principles of openness and transparency remain at the core of everything we do. Like that's what NHS uh, blog said. And the data collected will only be used for COVID-19 and only relevant information will be collected. All right. So the next news item is uh, the VA has been missing key stakeholders in their EHR update. So the agency uh, was trying to modernize their efforts by, you know, putting together a full on EHR update for across their entire network. And you may have already heard that it's a Cerner based system, but it's really interesting that they did not include major stakeholders for uh, the decisions. So participation of those stakeholders are critical to ensuring that the EHR is uh, configured and meets the needs of everybody, clinicians, the clinical care support staff, everyone. So it's really important, but it seems like they're missing a few people. So don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see how it goes. But we do know that there's been some issues uh, moving progress towards their goal. So we kind of know why now, but we'll see if they're going to make any steps to kind of fix that. And finally, the last thing is that COVID-19 presents a new chance to make telehealth accessible to the underserved. So the executive director, David Smith, of the Medicaid Transformation Project, they say that the vo- he says that the vulnerable people are being left behind by the telehealth revolution and is vital to address systemic racism, language barriers, and social determinants of health. And since the onset of, you know, this whole COVID pandemic, a lot of the technological changes have been um, improving to have telehealth as an accessible tool. But it's very difficult for some groups that are being left behind. Uh, there's, you know, minority groups left behind. There's uh, groups that are uh, not having enough access to internet or access to these kind of care tools. So they're trying to work on expanding the uh, scope of their work to include uh, members and digital health companies that will help address these populations that they've been identified that may have some uh, concern over. So it's really good to hear that, you know, they're trying to include everybody, trying to make sure that telehealth is going to provide care for more of the individuals in the U.S. And um, I really think that's something that we should like, you know, just keep looking at and keep track on uh, to see if that they do move towards this direction or not. So before we go, if you'd like to hear more healthcare IT news, uh, check out healthcareitnews.com. That's where I get my daily healthcare IT news to keep myself updated in that world. Right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy. And me, and remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.